Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. There's something in the way she moves. Everybody's a member of the Justice League in the late 90s. That seems to leave this troubled world behind. I have a seaweed. If I'm feeling down through. Guys, I'm hosting, but I don't have any snacks or anything, so. She always seems to make me change my mind. Is there a Helena Dan? I feel fine anytime she's around me now. Break from the drink. She's around me now. Wow, you are not a Tim Drake fan. Hey, and welcome back to the Brotherhood of Batman. I'm Aaron. I'm the oldest out of us. I produce this mess. Thanks for tuning back in to another quarantine episode. Hello, I'm Benjamin. You're Sunshine into Gotham and the baby brother. And I'm Jake. I'm the middle brother. I'm the one that comes up with the crazy list of comics that we read through each week. Uh, I'm going last this time because... I'm the one that um, was going to do the recap for you guys, and normally I would be introducing a drink right now that we would all be sharing, but we're kind of going back to um, one of the formats that we had when the podcast first started, where we're all going to make our own drink for each episode while we're in quarantine. It's kind of came around as necessity, because we don't all have the same stuff in our house. and It's a little hard to coordinate all that. Yeah, and often we're not... Uh, set on our drinks until the final moments before recording. So uh, suddenly texting everybody and be like, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have this? And trying to figure it out. It just didn't work. So uh, I would like to introduce mine last because I'm very proud of mine. So what, what are you guys drinking tonight? I, I have thrown together some uh, cream soda, <laughs> some orange soda, some Diet Coke, and uh, some random booze that I found in the closet. And I'm calling that... <laughs> Suicide, uh, which is kind of what I want to do after reading these lists of books after uh, this week. So. <laughs> uh, yep. There's gonna Aaron, be a... I think we're on the same page. I <laughs> took a shot of every liquid that was in my house, including <laughs> the drain cleaner, and I threw them all together because um, really there was no rhyme or reason to what we were reading, so I didn't think I needed to put any effort into my drink either. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, kidding. don't drink drink cleaner. I'm not drinking drink cleaner. <laughs> Aaron, I don't know he if takes you... no responsibility whatsoever. Yeah, I, uh, no responsibility. <laughs> uh, Aaron, I don't know if you've ever had a uh, a whiskey drink called a witty comeback. Um, no. All right, so it's a it's a popular cocktail I found. Um, but I'm doing my own take on it, and I'm calling this "Don't Call It a Comeback." Uh, no. Boom Yeah, it's gonna be it's a uh, whiskey avert. Avenir, Averair, Avernara, A-V-E-R-N-A, whatever. Uh, lemon juice, simple syrup, and ginger beer. Uh, it's actually pretty good. It's kind of got like an orangey taste to it. Having whiskey in it, uh, I'm actually a fan. Nice. Well, since you're saying, like, don't call it a comeback, I think this is an appropriate time to uh, to play this. Batgirl, she's the one. <laughs> she's so fun. Bang, bang, didn't do a ring. She's going to be Oracle, da-da-da-da, and I don't know how to rhyme. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she'll be back again. There you go. That's the line <laughs> you should have said. Wasn't that beautiful? 
on that beautiful musical moment, I'm about to blend something, so I apologize for the noise. <laughs> well, that also fits this selection of books. <laughs> He's going to blend something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, making my actual beverage. I'm not drinking drain cleaner. <laughs> I think he's actually in the bathroom. That's what it sounds like. No, I'm not, I was in the bathroom when you called me. I'm not in the bathroom now. All right. Well, before okay. we get to the books that we read for the, the show. Um, yeah, I have no idea how I'm going to title this episode. It's going to be a smattering of shit. That's what I was Hot Mess Express. <laughs> I, I don't see what the problem was. I thought they were great selections. But all right. What's so many the problem pages is there's not just one went, problem. What's what's going on in your geeky little world, guys? Stop talking about comic books or what do you think you're doing, nerd? Stop spending Get those words! Geek. I'm the Batman of geeks, bitch. Let's see, we started watching Arrow. Um, we printed out, or I'm printing out, the Arrowverse watching order, which we are oh. halfway through season two uh, of Arrow, which is, you know, you start from season one and go through, but then it starts at, at the end of season two, then it starts uh, incorporating Flash, and you're going back and forth. So I was looking at it, and there's like 500 episodes on this that goes through like eight different series, and I'm like, if we can get through all of it, that'd be kind of crazy, but... Uh, Looking, watching it, I found some different tie-ins to, uh, I texted you guys after I watched the Barry Allen introduction where he's like all this, by this wall of chemicals. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> how dangerous this wall of chemicals is. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty, you know, neat little Easter egg for the original origin of the Flash. I thought it was kind of cool. Like where he gets, you know, yeah. the chemicals explode all over him. is kind of yeah. like a little kind of fun thing. And They were um, self-aware. Yeah, yeah. So it, and then we just watched an episode that's got uh, a different daughter of Rachel Ghoul. Uh, so I didn't know. Did Re- in the comics? Did he have more than one daughter? Uh, not at the know? point that we're at right now. Okay. All right. What's her name? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that. But it's someone that's not Talia. Yeah, it's not Talia. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was in the Arrowverse. I don't know if he shows up or not. He has not been in yet. So. His daughter is. I'm very. Yeah, confused. his daughter. Uh, yeah, was yeah. in for a couple. Of I think they. I, I. I don't know. I don't want to give anything away for Aaron, but I, I. I think the League of Assassins is referenced, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's been referenced a bunch in the season. Oh, two. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Pretty. That's pretty good. So. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Well, we've been watching some TV too. Um, the Bat Baby just had his first birthday. And so we, he's been, uh, (laughs) thank you. Thank you. Uh, he's been interested in cartoons and stuff when they're on TV. So I had him up early the other morning, every, the rest of the house was still asleep and we started, uh, put on a couple episodes of gargoyles. Um, (laughs) so who's his favorite? (laughs) So Ben and I, we're huge gargoyle fans and to this day i still think it's one of the greatest cartoons ever but looking back on it like there are some of the episodes where the animation is just complete garbage like (laughs) the american animation studios is like we have to get this out really fast and it yeah Yeah, but compared to anything now like everything now is so 
flat and so like jarring that I feel like the worst of the old stuff is better than anything that's come out the last 10 years, but that might just be my bias. Really? Well, I, I, like any, any new TV show stuff, it's like, let's have some characters and then just like move them around. Like they're like cut out paper. Like it's really bad. (laughs) Well, it's all done on computers and it's fast and you know, you have algorithm created probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, you can definitely tell that this is still back during cell cell animation where they have guys who do the in-between shots where characters are walking down halls or jumping out of windows or stuff. And then they have the close-ups, which are done by the the stronger house artists. And those, you know, (laughs) those look really good when they're up close and talking and the animation on their faces is great. And then they go and, like, they run across the scene and they're all, like, butter-legged and, like, misproportion <laughs> it's like that's, like they're that's all squatty funny. and yeah it, it, it's pretty funny and so uh i'm gonna have to yeah i'm gonna have to get used to 90s animation again i think um i don't have much um i treated myself and ordered a game online called chocobo party up a chocobo is a mythical bird in the final fantasy in the final oh, fantasy Lord. universe Yes, more chocobos. So uh, I you mean, just had to bring Final that. Fantasy back into it, Ben or Jake. <laughs> we, did, we can't get I away, did. Aaron. We can't get away. <laughs> well, I've I've almost beaten my Final Fantasy VII remake twice now, so I am oh focusing on that to uh, to play some board games with my husband, and he uh, was forced to play the chocobo game the other night. But nice, it's cute. It was fun. So yeah, I haven't been up to. To anything fun and geeky, just trying to survive this current world situation we're in. So, yeah, fun. It's good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about this hot mess express. All right. So, Aaron, I'd like to offer a suggestion for the title of this episode. I'd like to call it Oracle and the Suicide Squad. I, wow, creative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gave my brothers a stack of Suicide Squad. Uh, trade paperbacks and a single issue Batman Chronicles number five um, to kind of give them a taste of the Suicide Squad and how that brought along the um, the origin of Barbara Gordon's Oracle. So, gentle listeners, Jake had us reading a hodgepodge of books. In between Aaron's doors one day at his house, I went and picked up his bag of books, and I thought that I was being returned some trade paperbacks I loaned his eldest son. Uh, but no, it was trades for this reading. I was like, how many <laughs> trades does Jake make us read? I don't get uh, enough. There's post-it notes. Aaron, there were post-it notes that said, read this one page in this <laughs> trade. And then there were post-it notes that said, like, two pages. And then a post-it I, I note that said... 22 pages and like what the actual well, ass- then you know I, I'm can i get through my recap it, it, you assholes <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i think you did you said it's oracle and the suicide squad and we yeah. had ben sing his little song about barbara gordon all coming right back. <laughs> all right go ahead proceed i've still no, i've it, already steeled it. myself for this episode that's fine <laughs> Give us a recap, Jake. What happened? Obviously, Barbara Gordon's the important part of this the show for us. 
But I wanted no, to no, make... no. It was the jihad. The jihad was the most important. <laughs> I took notes on them. <laughs> I wanted... Dr. Izzy's. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. Did you say Dr. Izzy's? Oh you my did. lord. Dr. Izzy's. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that we had a base understanding of the Suicide Squad because Batman does do a lot of crossovers with it. So we find out that the Suicide Squad is a government-funded organization run by Amanda Waller um, who comprises this team or composes this team of reject villains and uh, B-list heroes. And they're going to go do the -the off-the-books, behind-the-lines missions that the government can't be tied to. Over the course of this, uh, 50 issues. So I didn't make you guys read 50 issues to get the whole story. Uh, we were thank getting God. <laughs> we would not have read that. Yeah, there's no way. Right. So what we read, we read Suicide Squad issue one. We read a couple pages from issue 23, 38, and then we read issues 49 and 50. And the, the pages and the 49 and 50 have to deal with um, the realization that along the, the, the way the Suicide Squad starts getting information um, across the internet through the computer system uh, from a character calling themselves Oracle, Oracle and they're now. feeding themselves important information about uh, what the mission is and where they might find clues. And this person is unknown to the readership. It's unknown to the Suicide Squad themselves. It's unknown to Amanda Waller, who has her fingers in lots of pies, that who this person is until issue... 38 where in one page it's revealed to be barbara gordon sitting behind the other side of the computer and that and then in i didn't get what that. she didn't have a <laughs> did she have a standing desk that she worked at or oh, oh my god wait no she didn't never mind and then in issue <laughs> in issue 48 and 49 we deal with the fact that there's a new murderer on the run that's got barbara gordon's um, that that has the Oracle persona in his crosshairs, and he's trying to find Oracle. At the same time, Amanda Waller's trying to find her to save her, although nobody knows who she is. And Barbara Gordon is still, at this point in time, coming to terms with uh, what happened in The Killing Joke bang, and bang! creating this new identity for herself, the Oracle. And then we read Batman Chronicles, which is, uh, there's a short story in it called Oracle Year One that fills in the gap inside of all that where Barbara Gordon has to uh, develop this new persona and this new way to defend herself and this new way to be a superhero. All right. I read Batman Chronicles first and (laughs) I have known who Oracle was. So reading the Suicide Squad stuff, I'm literally like, why are we reading? And then she shows up and like, okay, so it's a crossover. I didn't even get that it was her first like appearance. Yeah, so she uh-huh. shows up for the very first time in that one page in issue 23, and then it's not revealed for over a year and a half later in issue 38 who Oracle actually was. It's just this, right. this character on, on this computer that pops up to help them and refuses to give up her identity, refuses to give up her sources, and Barbara Gordon, for the most part, is absent in Detective Comics and Batman Comics. She shows up once or twice we saw her at Jason Todd's funeral, and then she's in. Interesting. She's in like a random issue uh, with her dad, and okay, we didn't have anything for Barbara to do until uh, this revelation, and everybody's like, "Wow, okay, well, this is what she's been up to." When they had her be in that one page, being like, "I'm Oracle," was it always planned that it was Barbara Gordon, or was that just some 
bull okay. crap. I, yeah, I don't know what the intentions were um, in Barbara Gordon's storyline. Um, I've read a little bit by... So, John Ostrander and Kim Yale are credited with creating the Oracle characters. They were writing uh, the Suicide Squad stuff during this big run. And then they actually are the writing team on the Chronicle story, too, which came out several years apart. Um, so they came huh. back to tell her year one story. Um, and I, oh, I read okay. a, a few little snippets of, of um, uh, what's the word? I- interviews, sorry. <laughs> interviews with them. They, were, they, they just really liked the character. They thought she had a lot more potential than she was given. They thought she could be her own character and get out from under the veil of Batman. And I think that's what all of these stories end up doing for Barbara Gordon. And they let her create a, uh, a, a character that's not just a carbon copy of Batman. Okay. So why did we read the first issue of Suicide Squad? Was that uh, just... Uh, that was more to make sure that we all knew what the Suicide Squad was, you know. <laughs> so basically... So basically well, we did the get the introduction Squad. of uh, Deadshot and Boomerang. Captain Boomerang, I'm sorry. Yeah, who, and, uh, and Amanda Waller's pretty big in the DC universe, and her was that a, our introduction to her, or had we? And Vicky Vale was back for a brief stint. So pointlessly, Amanda Waller was created for the series. Uh, she she appeared in the in uh, Legends crossover number one, and that's where the idea of the Suicide Squad was first introduced. But have we haven't read Amanda Waller in our chronology. No, because we haven't gotten to this point yet. All right. No, it did make me like look at flow progressive commercials, though, because of flow. That's all <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. You know. All right. So, uh, it, it, you know, we had the Crimson Jihad going on, which I thought was going to be important. And then we should switch volumes, and we find out that half or all of the original squad was dead. And I was like, okay, well, none of these people I took notes on were important. So, <laughs> so I did like in um, volume, or uh, which one was it? Number 48. I did like the cover that had Joker and Batgirl. Um, like, yes. Because that, that was, was actually cool. Batman related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I did, I, I did comment that they both had wrong outfits on, and I thought it would have been cooler if Joker had been in his like Hawaiian tourist old man outfit on the cover. But then they did have that later on, so um, which did show up like as the homage to the uh, the Killing Joke. Yeah, we got a lot of the a lot of flashbacks, and one thing that bothered me was in the Suicide Squad issues. She's, like, going to therapy, Barbara is, and everything, and she's, like, reflecting on what happened, and she's talking pretty in detail about it. But then mm-hmm. in the um, Batman Chronicles issue, she literally says, like, I don't remember what happens after I got shot. And so there was a lack of continuity there. Um, well, it sounds like, you know, that could have been the beginning of her year, and then she started to remember things, you know? Yeah, things could but... have unfolded during therapy. That could have, that makes sense. If you want to read it that way, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm reading it more as the Suicide Squad was written earlier, and the Batman Chronicles was written like 1996. And so I think by 1996 they realized that there were some issues with the original crippling storyline. And so I think in order to kind of 
brush some of the dirtiness under the rug, they possibly mm-hmm. were like, well, I don't remember what happened, and just move on and just be like, I got shot <laughs> instead of yeah. getting into the nudity and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, that was sure. how I read it, but I, I couldn't oh, okay. be projecting. Well, and, and No, I, that makes sense, yeah. You guys are giving me a lot of trouble for the spattering. And this is actually like a weird spattering of time story. Like, so the Suicide Squad in our continuity is created somewhere in the previous years of Batman being Batman. And then Barbara Gordon and the killing joke happens. She takes like a year to recover before she really gets this computer hacker thing going. And we found out about that in year one. And then, Lazy. And then she's joining up with the Suicide Squad without them knowing, and she's part of that team for about a year or so, and then it's revealed who well, she this is. is a, and this so, is a serious question. Does the Suicide Squad actually have much to do with Batman? They actually have uh, a decent amount. Like, a lot of the Batman villains, um, or, uh, some of the, you know, so Aaron mentioned Deadshot, who's often coming in and out of the Batman stories. Poison Ivy. He's all big in the Arrowverse. So. Yeah, yeah. Poison Ivy is uh, a member of the Suicide Squad for a while. Uh, Killer Croc was in the movie. Harley Quinn in the Which New 52 comics. So they're drawing a lot out of his mythos. And then he has a lot of conflict with the team in general because he doesn't approve of their operating procedures. And he doesn't approve of Amanda Waller and how careless she is with even his hated villains uh, her how disposable they are to her and so actually the story uh when we read 48 and 49 we i want to talk about this uh so i'm gonna skip over it real quick but we had to read those two issues digitally um i later got the trade and the story that happens right before those two issues is a conflict with batman and waller and then having to team up and him Having to work. Oh, thank God we read them digitally better. We've been reading a lot more. <laughs> That's true. Oh, for sure. But I feel like that would have been more relevant. No, I think so. <laughs> Just giving you <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, and so, like, in the, the current Tom, or in the previous Tom King stuff, uh, the second volume of it's called I Am Suicide. Uh, Batman, when he goes after, you know, spoiler alert, he, he's trying to take down Bane again for some reason, a character that we haven't met yet. Uh, <laughs> he forms his own suicide squad uh, with the help of Waller. And so she's going to keep coming back and the team, or at least pieces of the team, are going to keep bouncing up and they're going gotcha. to they're gonna start to reference it because he's got dealings with uh, both the team itself and who they're uh, going up against, sometimes uh, gotcha. conflicting. Now, she is familiar to me. I've read a lot of stuff with her, some different JLA things and different Superman stories, and she appeared in Smallville near the end of that series. Yeah. Amanda? Amanda, yes. Amanda Waller. But I did not know that she originated from the Suicide Squad or that she was mostly involved in that. So yeah, and, that, that was interesting, but <laughs> you guys probably I, didn't read it because you were already mad at me, but uh, I liked uh, an episode uh, or in book or issue 49 where Amanda takes the atom out of her purse. That was kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> like what the dude's doing in her purse. Like, well, okay, this is weird. <laughs> Easy transportation. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Where he hijacked <laughs> in there or something. I don't know. What? <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, 
it it was kind of a weird spattering. I apologize for that. But you know, the important parts were the Oracle thing, and like I'm like uh, in the same position as Ben prior to this was I knew that Oracle showed up. Um, I know where she first shows up in a Batman title that we're gonna read in a little while, but I. I knew that that wasn't her true origin and then doing the research found out that it was so tied into the suicide squad and their story. I mean, the, the revelation of who Oracle is, uh, comes about because one of the team members flow, uh, dies on a mission and Walt Waller has to tell her, uh, or tell Oracle through the computer. I'm sorry, flow's not here. Uh, they had, you know, flow and Oracle had become friends and oh yeah, yeah. That's the revelation where we find out that it's Barbara Gordon because it goes to her home and she's on the other side of the computer crying and brokenhearted about this. And if I had been a Suicide Squad reader at the time, that would have been a major revelation. That would have been really exciting to experience. I think if you've been paying along, following along, and not knowing who the Oracle person was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for them to have been able to build up that mystery for a year and a half inside their own story, not have it spoiled by and and maybe there are clues. I haven't read enough of the the issues. I have them all now uh, in trade, and I will <laughs> sit down and read them. But Joy. maybe maybe there are clues that the reader could have figured it out. But you know that verification on that page, I thought was pretty neat. Ben, I got to ask, what did you think in Batman Chronicles? Um, in the Oracle year one of the villain uh, interface. Um, I, I'm wondering if you got the resemblance that it made me think of immediately when, uh, when she came onto the screen <laughs> or came onto uh, the page. I, no, I, I, I just, no. Who are you thinking? You didn't get the Cruella de Vil uh, lookalike going on there. Oh, a little bit with like the cigarette and everything. her long pointy face. I don't know. It just was like, oh, it's she's looking for 101 Dalmatians on there. <laughs> she did have like a crazy old lady vibe going on. Not old, but like older lady. Um, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. All I right. don't have much to say about well, these books. Uh, let me I direct. I feel like we needed to. But. <laughs> <laughs> Let me direct a little bit, and one of the reasons, again, that I chose these specific stories after I, I did a, an, a lot of extra reading on Oracle and the Suicide Squad and trying to figure out what was what did we actually need to read if we were going to read something for this character, because she does deserve an introduction as Oracle, and I really liked... Yeah, Oracle is very important, and Barbara Gordon is very important. I, I just don't think these specific stories necessarily mattered as much as just saying, hey guys, Barbara Gordon turns into this character named Oracle, and you'll see her throughout the stories. So before Jake goes into <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> I, I did He's think not at the. To talk to us no more. Yeah. Well, I did think there was some important stuff at the beginning of uh, Oracle Year One. Uh, where we find out that Joker doctored the bullet that he used to shoot her, and he wanted yeah. her alive. And she could, she had a hard time handling that he wasn't just going to kill her, that it was like, I don't care what happens to you, and I want you to suffer, and I want you to live, because I want to get to Batman. And that was the whole point. And Batman, she, she said, Batman and Joker stood there. I heard you guys stood there over some shared joke. Was it me? 
Yeah. So I thought there was some deep stuff at the beginning of that, actually. So I thought that was important. Um, so the Oracle Year One uh, stuff at the beginning. I don't know if you're going to talk about that, Jake. No, that, you hit on exactly what I was going to... Uh, the opening of Year One, I thought was great because it opens on the eve of her leaving the hospital after her recovery and Batman comes to visit and we get both Barbara Gordon's internal monologue and what she says to Batman and he hardly says anything back to her like no he just slumps his shoulders and huffs away like what she went off on him yeah Yeah. (laughs) and if we look back on their relationship I mean she wasn't Robin she wasn't trained by him she wasn't Come, you know, outwardly funded. No, she, she didn't die. <laughs> she didn't die. She she did not have the same relationship that Robin has to Batman. She doesn't owe anything to Batman. And the events of the Killing Joke, the what happened to her dad, what happened to her, uh, drives a wedge even further between them. And I, yeah. I thought they did a really good job of showing that at the beginning of that story. But but at the same time, Jake, like half a page two pages later she's like i tired of feeling sorry for herself so she gets a grant from the wayne foundation to get herself up and going well yeah so. yeah it's partly his fault she's like give me some money ass <laughs> well she also at one point is like i need connections that don't have to do with batman and then batman is secretly hooking her up with this hobo yeah. to help her defend herself. And you see Batman in the shadows at the computer. So he feels guilty and he feels responsible and he's helping did you see her. This, do you see the screen name, Ben? Uh, yeah, Matches. Yeah. Matches Malone. Yeah. I was like, first of all, Barbara, you should know who Matches is. Um, <laughs> I want to touch a little bit on what you guys said about the beginning of the episode or the beginning of the issue. I did think it was really interesting and I liked that she was pointing out how she felt she felt like everything was connected, like with uh-huh. for the Joker going after her and not killing her with the bullet, like you said, um, was literally just saying she was like a tool for Batman or like attached to Batman. And so she was having like an identity crisis of like, what's my own purpose? And so the whole story was her trying to like become her own person and not be a little version of Batman, a, a right. female younger version of Batman. So creating the Oracle, there hasn't been another character like that. She's not a sidekick. She's her own person. So yeah. I, I enjoyed that aspect and really well, they're addressing not... all the issues of what was wrong with the killing joke of like, you know, she's being used to go after Gordon. She's being used to go after Batman. It wasn't really about her. And she's right? not like Dick Grayson either. She's not graduating into another version of herself, another, uh, you know, Nightwing is much, very much a copy of Batman again, right? And Oracle is completely recreating. It's completely different than it was before. And Well, except she, she gets trained to use, like, stick fighting, so she gets kind of batons like Nightwing does. Or, that's true. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Do you get the name of the guy that was... Uh, matches sent her to to get trained by dragon something richard dragon so dick dragon (laughs) (laughs) i mean i see no problem with that (laughs) so anyway uh aaron uh you should remember the name richard dragon as you're watching arrow just gonna let you know oh okay good to know but yeah i i I love some of the quotes near the end you know she uh 
you know, she, she signs onto her computer and reaches out to the rest of the web. And this is Oracle and her inner monologue, the shadows remain, but only to give contrast to the light. Like she's Uh got a brighter outlook uh, going forward at this point. And Mm -hmm. I, I, she's going to become even more important to the Batman mythos than she was as Batgirl. And that's, that's really cool. The story also makes um, good use of... Are you making a new are, drink? Are you reading your notes? I was looking over my notes. I'm also tipsy <laughs> before starting to record this. Oh, no. So she goes back to using her original skills. She talks about how she was a librarian and all these different things. So not only is she not Batgirl, but she's accessing a completely different like skill set. Yes. Um, I thought that was right. pretty cool that it wasn't just like out of nowhere, like I'm a hacker now, but actually using part of her history that we've already known about um, right. with the library and stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool. Well, and to yeah, come, no, that was good. And to come from the Suicide Squad, she's not going to be just a Batman supporting character anymore. She is now firmly set in the wider DC universe as a player in everybody's stories. I mean, she'll end up becoming the information center for the JLA. Uh, she has a huge history coming up. Um, this is just where she goes. Oh, every, every DC series I have from the 90s through the early 2000s has at least one panel in one issue of Oracle helping the main character of whatever series it is. Yeah. But she's not using Zoom calls at all, guys. She doesn't use Google <laughs> Hangout. She doesn't use any of that shit. Yeah, it's a secret. And a lot of the a lot of the people don't know who she is. And there's a lot of times where people don't even know uh, don't know that she's a female. So I have some kind of funny issues where that happens. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So. Um, Good deal. So if you guys want to find all these random issues that I made my brothers read, uh, <laughs> you're going to have to gather up uh, five trade paperbacks. You're going to need oh, Suicide Squad Volume 1, Volume, I think it was... F- three and five. Three, five, and then six. So before we leave, I do want to talk to you guys. Uh, we, we before we leave? <laughs> for, for the we have episode. other things to do. I know. But I want to talk... Um, this was a kind of a big deal for me, and it's going to sound weird to the rest of the world. But this is the first time that I've read comics digitally. Um, I tried to order at multiple local comic stores that were doing curbside pickup uh, Suicide Squad Volume Six, which has forty eight and forty nine in it, and everybody was out. So I tried. I finally broke down and I got it on Amazon, and it got delayed because it's not an essential thing, <laughs> right? And so right. Um, it actually showed up today. Uh, it came in the mail today, and so I uh, reflipped through those issues before while prepping for the episode. But we read forty eight and forty nine. I sent you guys a link. Uh, I'm not going to put the link out anywhere because I don't know how safe it is. But and you know it's pirated. But what did you guys think experiencing reading a bunch of paper copies and then having to switch over and do a digital version? Well, I've read digital comics before for this, just because, um, and I think Ben, you might have too. I've read uh, one or two. Yeah, I haven't read a ton. I don't think you, you don't get the same feel. Like, the colors are more vibrant online. It must have been remastered. I don't know what it looked like in your volume, but it it looks a lot sharper, uh-huh. I think, online, um, probably, than it was in the book. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think you get the same nuances. Like, staring at a screen all day for Zoom and work and all that nonsense, it's 
you know, I, you get, I get tired of looking at that. So I, I would rather mm-hmm. look at the art and be able to spend longer on one page than scrolling down with my mouse, you know, to go down to the next set of pages. Um, mm-hmm. It made e- reading it faster, but, you know, I don't, it's not my preferred way of reading it. Yeah, I definitely felt like it made it go faster because I was just going panel, 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 panel. Like, I wasn't pausing to take the whole page in. I wasn't, you know, looking at the composition of why these panels are, this one's little, this one's right. big. Like, what was the page composition? That None of that was registering. I was just clicking through the panels to get uh, mm-hmm. the story read. And I, I liked how accessible it was. I liked that it was a simple copy and paste a link, and you guys were able to share that. Um, but I did not, I don't want to do it again <laughs> unless I have yeah. to. I like, I like being able to have the two pages next to each other, like when open, because when you're creating comics, like you're aware of where the ads are going to go and you're aware of where the right. pages are going to break. So you can have a two page spread mm-hmm. knowing that the second page ends with like, Ooh, you're going to turn the page and what are you going to see? And then you turn the page. And so like, I missed me having the two together. Um, yeah. and also the two issues that we happened to read weren't overly exciting and didn't really have a lot of costumed characters. It was just a lot of people standing around or sitting in a wheelchair around talking to each other. And so, <laughs> so I wasn't, uh, it wasn't visually grasping anyways. So that made uh-huh. it a little harder for me, but yeah. No, I would agree. I, I mean, it's not my preferred way of doing it. You can't add the digital to the CLZ very easily and, you know, be able to, well, I mean, I mean, you find a link and you can go back, but how often are you going to go back to a digital link and reread something on the computer? I mean, most right. of the time, if I'm going to read something on a computer, I'm just going to print it out and save it like a recipe. I'm not going to go search every time I want it. I'll print it out, you know, Yeah. But mm-hmm. like this, it's kind of one, one and done. So I think, you know, there's a chance you, you pick up, you know, the volume or a trade and flip through it one time because you just want to look at some of the different art or different panels and that kind of stuff. But um, I definitely think it's easier to go back and reference when you have the, the tangible items in front of you. Well, and I don't want to get on a high okay. horse or anything, but like uh, uh, comics are an art form, right? And art is made to experience, but it's uh, it's art created by a team and this team needs to be paid. So please go out and support by either paying for a digital download or as he sends us a pirated link. I not going to uh-huh. say that's what I did. <laughs> um, I have some issues with these books that we need to discuss. So oh, okay. first of all, who the heck were half these characters? Second of all, um, then the Crimson Jihad was with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in True Lies. That's all you need to know. Crimson Jihad. Oh, perfect. So <laughs> Captain Boomerang is yelling at the Mohawk Boomerang woman. And, oh, he's about to start uh, shouting some racial slurs. Yeah, he says, you bloody bike? Is bike just a typo for a derogatory word for a lesbian? Like, I was shocked and confused when I read that. And then, like you said, he says, you black dot, dot, dot. I'm like, what is happening on this page yeah. of 1987? George, I George Harkness is, is kind of a little well, sleaze. Yeah, I mean, Captain Boomerang is a nasty, nasty character. Like, I mean, they 
they do a good job in the Suicide Squad stories of not making him likable, even when some of the other characters have a uh, you know redeeming qualities. He's just yeah, and especially when he comes back and right around at you again, right? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, because <laughs> he's a boomerang. <laughs> Uh, All right, are we and, giving reviews? You know, it, it's kind of good <laughs> that we got an introduction to Captain Boomerang, right? Oh, Lord, random, stupid villains. <laughs> I, I know what Jake's referring to, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, <laughs> oh, but boy. Yes, it is good that we got an origin, Jake. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good, I um, I, and I, I, I was mentioning where you guys could find all these trades. Uh, the, bat, uh, the Oracle year one... Um, is collected in a really, really nice... I actually don't own it. I've been thinking about buying it. Um, really nice collection. It's kind of a Batgirl omnibus. It's called. It's a oh, hardback yeah. book called the Celebration or A Celebration of right. 50 Years. Um, it has a lot of the Batgirl stuff that we've read already. Uh, it has the Batgirl special where she gives up being Batgirl right before Killing Joke. It has Batgirl Year One in its entirety. Really, really nice source of some great Batgirl... Uh, material, which will lead me into my review of this book. But let me ask you something. What do you think of this? That was terrible! Horrendous! I'm offended! I'm appalled! That was awesome! Yes! Yes! Um, If you guys are reading along with us, if you're really into the Batman world, of the stories that we're doing, read the Oracle Year One story out of Chronicles number five, or in the Batgirl fifty celebration or fiftieth year celebration. Um, the Suicide Squad stuff is there if you want a deep dive into where this character came from, um, why she's important to the wider DC universe, don't not just do Batman. It. <laughs> don't, don't do it. it. You don't need to do it. <laughs> but you could, I, I'll admit, you could get away with a, a nice introduction to Oracle with just the, you know, 18-page Oracle Year One story. You could get away with someone just telling you who she is. <laughs> I assume Ben's review is do not read. Uh, I, I think I, I kind of agree with both of you. Knowing that Barbara Gordon comes back as Oracle and knowing that she's a computer hacker and that I think is good. Uh, the, if you're going to read any of what we read, make it Batman Chronicles, uh, the yeah. Oracle year one. That's that's really all you would need. And then go watch True Lies. <laughs> I don't think Aaron's got enough. Movie. He's not had enough chance on this episode to talk about the jihad. So, <laughs> well, I took like I took like half a page or two pages of notes on the jihad. It's like, man, this jihad. Why is Jake going with this? And then it's like four years later, everyone's dead. Nothing mentioned. I was like, Son of a bitch! I wrote down their names. Rustan, he's the leader. Dijin, he's the genie. Man- Manicor shoots claws and has a grenade launcher for a tail. I'm like, what the hell is that with that? <laughs> Jakuli throws javelins and looks like a cross between uh, a ninja and uh, some dude from Ninja Turtles. Uh, Chimera creates black holes. I was like, well, that's kind of cool. And then Raven worships Kali. And I went through and I was like, Kali. And I was like, Pull around. Kali Ma shocked as a Temple of Doom. And I was like, that movie's not appropriate. How'd that get a PG rating? And then I'm like going down the black hole of watching clips of 
Temple of Doom. Jake, I don't know what this did to me in this episode. Um, well, so, I, I actually, I, I thought Hilarious. you were going to be a fan of Suicide Squad and want to come out of this reading a little bit more of them. It's a team of bad guys, right, that go and do the dirty work. And I actually have some of the New 52, a couple issues of the Suicide Squad, I think, of New 52. Well, in, I don't know if I've read them. In this original series, the Jihad is their opposite. It's their bat. It's their Cobra to GI Joe, right? Like, gotcha. It's the bad team that they're always running up against and having. So those characters that you took notes on, if you keep reading them, you'll learn more about them. Or we'll just leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and have a great day. All right. <laughs> So if What's you guys next, are Jake? reading along with us, uh, the next book we're going to dive back into Batman and back into our friendly neighborhood Batman. teen sidekick. Um, Robin, Tim, Jake, Robin. Yeah, we are reading Robin. It's just called Robin 2. Um, it is called Robin 2. Yeah. Because it's, it's the second miniseries before they give him his own title. Oh, okay. They go through a lot. Yeah, they, they were really unsure if the shit was going to stick. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out next episode if it was. So listen to that if you want an episode where I'm invested. <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> All right, Aaron. What did we learn, Aaron? It's that time again. To do another one of our cute little skits? No, it's time to learn the day's lesson. And to find out what it is, we turn to the Wheel of Batman. Wheel of Batman. Turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. <laughs> we, uh, lesson for today was, uh, give me some money, you ass. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and you can Venmo us at the Brotherhood. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> totally. You can find us at the Brotherhood of Batman on Instagram, though, but don't Venmo us. Or you can uh, tweet us at BrotherHDBatman on Twitter or send us an email at BrotherhoodofBatman at gmail.com. And there is some content on the Brotherhood of Batman podcast on Facebook. Uh, it needs to be updated a little bit, but I'll get to that soon. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Bye. Bye, guys. See Bye. you next week. Adios. <laughs> Of Betty's plants, this city's way.